0: السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تعالى جل وعلا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال تعالى ايضا يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال تعالى ايضا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الذي يدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وَشَرُّ الأمور مُحْتَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْتَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارٍ أَمَّا بَعْدٍ All praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayh. Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends, and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of times. An Anas ibn Malik radiya Allahu anhu قال Abu Bakr radiya anhu ba'da wafati fati Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam li in Talik bina ila ummi ayman na kama kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam yazuru ha. Falamad na ilayha bakat fakala fakala laha ma yubkiki. ما عند الله خير لرسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقالت ما أبكي أن لا أكون أعلم أن ما عند الله خير لرسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم ولكن أبكي أن الوحي قد انقطع من السماء فهيجتهما على البكاء (laughs) فَجَعَلَى يَبْكِيَانِ مَعَهَا مُتَّفَقٌ عَلَيْهِ Anas ibn Malik, he reported that after the death of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abu Bakr radiyallahu an, he said to Umar ibn Khattab, Let us visit Um Ayman, as the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to visit her. So as we came to Um Ayman, she started to cry. She was weeping. So the two of them said to Um Ayman, What makes you weep? What is in store, meaning what is in the next life, for Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is far better than what he would have found in this worldly life. So Um Ayman, she replies and she said, I weep not because I am ignorant of the fact that what is in store for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger In the next world is better than this world But I weep Because the revelation Because wahy, Which came from the heaven Has ceased to come And this statement of Umm Aiman My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam It moved both Umar ibn Khattab and Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu to tears. And the two of them cried with Umayyman. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this is the reality that indeed wahi, revelation, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stopped. When Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away, when he left the dunya, then revelation ceased. Jibreel did not come, he did not come to give anyone else revelation after the death of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Quran was complete. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Ramadan is the month of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ Quran, that the month of Ramadan, this is indeed the month in which the Qur'an was revealed. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He goes on and He explains, what is this book? And he says that the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يعني the Quran, غُدَلْ That the book is a guidance to mankind. Many people, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, they look for guidance. Whether it's a Muslim or whether it's not a non-Muslim, but they will look for guidance in something or some form. Whatever it might be. But Ya Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Rabbul Alamin, the Lord of the Worlds, that being which is fawqa sabaha samawat, He says, that this book, the Qur'an, it is a guidance for mankind. Not a guidance for the Muslim Ummah alone, but a guidance for mankind. And clear proofs for the guidance and furqan And it is a criterion between right and wrong. So this book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is there, first of all to guide each and every person. From the time of Adam alayhi salam right until the last person to walk on the face of the earth. It has clear proofs for the guidance of people. And it is a Furqan as well. It is a criteria that will teach you what is correct, yani what is right and what is wrong. And usually, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we, when we speak, we usually give a definition of the subject matter. However, the Qur'an, yani it is ma'roof, it is known. That this is a book from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sent via Jibreel alayhi salam, as we will see a bit later. And today's talk will be divided into three parts. The first part, dealing with the virtues of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and drawing lessons from the virtues, how to strengthen our relationship with the book. And... We will draw our sources from the Qur'an and from the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Point number two, we will look at the pious predecessors, the companions, the great imams, the first three generations of Islam, what was their relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then last but not least, we will look at the Qur'an and myself. What is my relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the first point one needs to realize is that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He blessed the month of Ramadan with the revelation of the book of the Qur'an. Out of all other months, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He blessed the month of Ramadan with revealing the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This in itself, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, it shows us, it teaches us, that this month it has a great virtue. The second point with regards to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that during the month of Ramadan, During this blessed month of Ramadan, one needs to show and honor the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by firstly renewing your intention and your relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. At-tamassuk bil-Quran wa sunnah. And how will I go about this? I will go about this by first of all, memorizing the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani Secondly, fahman. I will understand the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I will focus on the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will focus on the meanings of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will read the tafsir so I can ponder on the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And above all of this, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, wa'amalan. I will practice on the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He addresses me And He says, if'al He says, do this Wala taf'al And do not do that Then I will do what He commands me to do And I will stay away from that which He Tells me to stay away from And this, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam It will be the success Of myself And yourself In this world And the next And know, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, it was the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that lifted up nations. And it was through the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that brought down nations. And this we will touch on a bit later in the talk. Know, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, that the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they were brought out of darkness through the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The pious predecessors, they were taken out of darkness. They were shown the light through the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this blessed days of Ramadan that He increases our love for the book of Allah, that He increases our relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Quran Al-Karim. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions and he says, Wa in na rabbil alamin. Nazala bi ruhul amin. Ala kalbika litakuna minal mundiri. Bilisa nin arabi Mubin Wa in na fi zuburil awalin. Awalam ya kun lahum ayatan. Ayya عُلَمَاءُ Bani إِسْرَائِيلِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He mentions and he explains and he says that indeed and truly this book, the Quran, it was a it is a revelation from Allah Lord of the worlds. Rabul الْعَالَمِينَ So the first thing we need to understand and the first thing we know is that the Qur'an, the book of Allah, it is a revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which Ruh Al-Amin, which the trustworthy Ruh, yani Jibreel alayhi salam, has brought it down. Upon who? Upon the heart of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that you Muhammad, peace be upon him, so that you can be one of the Warners. And know that the Ambiya, they came, they were Mubashirina wa That the Ambiya, including Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they came with glad tidings. And they came as warners as well. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he explains and he says in the plain Arabic language. So here yeah, we understand that the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was revealed in the Arabic language. And this is why many of the ulama, like Shaykhul Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah and others, they say that it is wajib, it is compulsory to understand the Arabic language. Because how would you understand the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you do not understand the Arabic language? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he carries on. And he explains and he says that verily, it, yani the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which was revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it is announced in the scriptures, meaning the Torah and the Injil of the former people. And Allah ends this few verses and He explains, Is it not a sign to them that the learned scholars of the children of Israel, the children of Bani Israel, that they knew it as truth. So, for example, Abdullah bin Salam, who was a learned scholar at the time of Muhammad sallallahu not a Muslim, but he embraced Islam because he realized from his own scriptures that the Book of Allah subhanahu wa taala, the final revelation, the greatest of miracles that came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was indeed the truthful book. It was indeed the last book, and this is why one of the reasons why he embraced Islam. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, with regards to my relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially during the month of Ramadan, we find a beautiful hadith. And ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu قال كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أجود الناس وكان أجود ما يكون في رمضان حين يلقاه جبريل وكان يلقاه في كل ليلة من رمضان فيدارسه القرآن. فَلَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَجْوَدُ بِالْخَيْرِ مِنَ الريح المرسلة. Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, he narrated or he says that Muhammad أَجْوَدُ الناس, that Muhammad وسلم, he was the most generous of people. وَكَانَ أَجْوَدُ مَا يَكُونُ في رمضان. And he used to reach the peak of this generosity during the month of Ramadan. And Jibreel would come and he would meet the Prophet ﷺ every night during this month of Ramadan to teach him the Qur'an in other narrations that he would recite the Qur'an to Jibreel which we will touch on a bit later. And also in another narration that during the final Ramadan of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's life, Jibreel visited the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa twice, or rather Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He read, or he studied the book with, meaning the Quran, with Jibril alayhi salatu wa twice during his last month on this dunya. And then Anas, he says that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was the most generous, more generous than a strong uncontrollable wind, which in his readiness and hastiness to do charity, deeds. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this hadith teaches us a few things. The first point that I would like to look at is that this hadith teaches us that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he was the most generous of people. So you would not find a person more generous than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who are And to top this off, he was the most generous during the month of Ramadan. And this teaches us a lesson. We as an ummah, alhamdulillah, we are extremely generous. And in the month of Ramadan, we are more generous. And where do we get this from? We get this from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we are reaching, we are coming to the pinnacle of Ramadan. We are coming to the last 10 days of Ramadan. Usually in the last or the middle 10 days and usually between the 15th to the 20th, we start to feel fatigue, we start to feel tired. But now it's a time to rejuvenate because the Prophet wasallam, he made sure that he woke up his families during the last 10 nights of Ramadan. So this proves to us that there is so much to do during the last 10 nights of Ramadan. So let us prepare, and let us give more during the last 10 nights, during the last 10 days of the month of Ramadan. Imagine, you spend in the path of Allah, and this meets the night of power, the night of Laylatul Qadr. It's equivalent to about 83 years of spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second point, Jibril, he came and they revised. or Muhammad peace be upon him, he revised and he studied the Quran. So here I want to highlight two things. Number one, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he obviously he read the Quran to Jibril. Alhamdulillah. But also the Hadith makes mention and they said, "You darishuhu." He studied the book with. Jibreel alayhi salam. So this proves, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, that reading the Quran, alhamdulillah, this is one aspect. This is one aspect of our relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other aspect is what? The other aspect is studying the book of Allah, understanding the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what we should be doing during the month of Ramadan. Reciting Yes, reading khatams? Yes, completing the Quran? Yes, but understand what you're reading At least And one of our Shuyukh, Alhamdulillah Sheikh Sulaiman Arruhaili Allah Ta'ala One of the leading scholars In Medina Currently and one of the Teachers that teaches at the Islamic University And in the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam's masjid The Sheikh was asked this question How should we recite during the month of Ramadan? And the Sheikh basically explains and he says that you should have one khatam which is read with tadabbur. So you take your time, you understand what you are reading, you read the English, you maybe read tafsir. And then on top of that you will be reading khatam after khatam. So you will be trying to complete as many khatams as you can during the month of Ramadan, as we will see when we look at the lives of some of the pious predecessors. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, your relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how can we develop a relationship if we do not understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks and He says, for example, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَيُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ That indeed, inna allah, that allah does not forgive. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَيُشْرَكَ بِهِ Does not forgive someone that commits shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but he forgives all other sins. How are we going to know this? How are we going to know when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ and establish salah. How are we going to know when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "And when my slave asks you, then say that I am close to him, O Muhammad." Ujibu ad and I answer the call of the caller. How are we going to know all these things if we do not study and learn the book of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala? This book, like we mentioned at the start, it is a book of guidance. How do we expect to be guided? If we do not understand and we do not study what Allah subhanahu wa taala is saying, Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "Inna al-ladina yataluna kitab Allah wa aqamu salatah wa anfakum mima razaqanahu sirr wa alaniya tijaratan lan tabur." Allah subhanahu wa taala says that indeed and verily those who recites the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yani the Quran and performs salah and they spend in charity out of what we have provided remember whatever provision we have whether alhamdulillah we have a good job and we earning quite a lot of money whether we don't have a good job or we are not earning that much know that the risk comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is not the effort that I put in but rather this comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He blesses and He graces whomsoever He wills. And remember, it is He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that He says, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْهُ لَهُ وَيَرْزُقُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ And whomsoever puts his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will sustain him in ways that he cannot even imagine. Sirran wa alaniya, as Allah says, we have provided for them secretly and openly. Yarjuna tijaratan lantabur. Hope for a sure trade gain that will never perish when they spend, know that you are going to get a gain, a trade, that it will never ever perish. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That He pays them their full wages, meaning in their reward, min fadlihi. And He gives them even more out of this. And why does He do this? Out of His grace. إِنَّهُ Ghafurun shakur. That indeed he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the most forgiven. He is most ready to appreciate good deeds and to recompense And where are we going to see this? Sometimes we see this on the dunya. You do good to someone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards you on this dunya. But most definitely on the day where we are all going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا من بقلب سليم. And on the day that we are going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when neither our children nor our families nor our wives are going to benefit us except that we stand with a قَلْبٌ Salim. And of the most important points was standing with a pure heart in front of Allah Azza is that we become muwahidun, that we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he said that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, whoever recites a letter from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book Whoever recites a letter from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book, meaning from the Qur'an, then he would receive the reward from it. And the reward of ten, like of it. And I do not say that alif la meem is a letter. But rather, alif is a letter, wa muharufun Wami muharuf. But rather, alif is one letter, so that is a minimum of ten. Lam is one, a minimum of ten, so that is twenty. And mim is a separate letter. So another ten. Thirty rewards, minimum rewards for reciting Alif Lamim. As Sheikh Abdul Karim al Khuder, in one of his tweets quite recently, he mentions and he says, Why would a person Why would a person want to not recite the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Because you are getting millions and millions of rewards subhanallah By completing the book from Surah Fatihah to Surah An-Nas And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He multiplies one's rewards up to 700 times subhanallah Wallahu yudhaifu limayya And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can increase Can multiply howsoever He wills Imagine that and my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, so you might be wondering, yeah, it's easy for someone who is hafiz, it's easy for someone who understands the book of Allah, it's easy for someone that knows Arabic. So, yes, they can read and they read fast. And they can finish 10, 12 khatans, but what about me? That struggles, that maybe I never had the opportunity, or I don't have enough time to go and go learn to recite properly. لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله، as Allah subhanahu wa taala says. Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa taala. عن عائشة رضي الله عنها. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his youngest wife, Aisha raddi anha, one of the mother of the believers، قالت she said، قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi sallam said، الماهر بالقرآن that the one who is proficient in the Qur'an, the one who can recite the Qur'an well, the one who knows the Qur'an, مع الكرام is associated with the noble upright. Recording angels. والذي يقرأ القرآن Listen up, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam. And ye who falters, وَالَّذِينَ He who recites the Qur'an, وَيَتَطَعْتَعُ The word, تَطَعْتَعُ means to falter, يعني it means to stutter. And he stutters and he struggles in reciting the Qur'an. He cannot recite it properly. It takes him one and a half hours. One hour, two hours to recite a juz. But he sits every day and he recites the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He checks up the meanings. He goes and he sits in the halakat of Qur'an so that he can better his relationship with the book of Allah azza wa jal. What happens to him? The Prophet says, ajran. And he found it difficult also to recite. He stuttered, he struggled. But he strived with the book of Allah. He will get double reward. Yes, you Mahirul Quran. You are good in the Quran. You get rewarded, Alhamdulillah. And Allah might multiply. But that person that struggles, our grandmothers and our grandfathers, and our parents that maybe struggle to recite the book of Allah, Never lose hope. Read the book. The more you read, the better you become. Why is it that Surah Fatiha is so easy to read? Why is it that Surah Al-Ikhlas, Surah nas Surah Al-Falaq? It is easy on the tongue because you recite this every single day during our salawat. So what about practicing and reading the book and remember double reward? And during the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he just multiplies and he multiplies. Abu Musa al-Ash'ari he mentions that Muhammad sallallahu said the example of a believer who recites the Qur'an is like that of a citron which tastes good and it smells well. And he says and he a believer who does not recite the book of Allah is like a date which is good in taste but it has no smell. And the example of a wicked person who recites the book of Allah is like a rehan sweet basil, which smells good but tastes bitter. And the example of someone, a wicked person, who does not recite the Quran is like that tree which tastes bitter and it has no smell, it has no benefit for anyone. And this hadith is found in Bukhari. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, The best people after the Ambiya, were the first three generations of Islam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informs us and he says to us, خَيْرُ أُمَّةِ قَرْنِ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ And many of our mashayikh, Jazawullahu khair, they would often narrate another narration of this, خَيْرُ النَّاسِ قَرْنِ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ That the best of the people, this includes everyone, خَيْرُ أُمَّة only includes the Ummah of Muhammad, but خَيْرُ Nas in some narrations is mentioned, that the whole of humanity, who are the best? The best of them is my Ummah, or my generation, meaning the companions, and then those after them, the tabi'in and those after them, the Atba'u Tabi'een, they were the best. This was the cream of the crop. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, if you want to follow anyone, then look at what Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him, said. Whoever wants to follow an example, let him follow the example of those who have passed away. And who have passed before us, this was the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They were the best of this ummah. They were the purest in heart, the deepest in knowledge, the least in sophistication. They weren't complicated people. They didn't complicate this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were people whom Allah chose to be the companions of His Prophet. Allah never chose me, Allah never chose you, but He chose the likes of Abu Bakr. He chose the likes of Umar. He chose the likes of Talha, of Zubair. Of Ali radiyallahu An, of Hassan, of Hussein, of the Ahlul Bayt. He chose them to be the family of the Prophet. He chose them to be the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And he chose them to convey this deen. So imitate their ways and their behavior. For they were following the straight path. And this is found in al or Al-Baghawi narrates this afwan in his book, Sharh Sunnah. So my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this is point number two of our talk. To look at the pious predecessors. What was their relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Shafi'i rahimallahu ta'ala. Muhammad Idris al-Shafi'i. The great Faqih, The great muhadith. The first person to compile a book or to write a book in. Usul al-fiqh. al It is narrated that Imam al-Shafi'i, he recited 60 Khatams. How many? 60 Khatams in the month of Ramadan. Not one Khatam, not two Khatams, but 60 Khatams. So you might be wondering, subhanallah, but that was Imam al-Shafi'i, yes. That was Imam al-Shafi'i, no doubt. And maybe I'm not going to reach 60, but I can maybe reach three. I can maybe reach four. I can maybe reach five or six. But I need to make an effort. We cannot just expect to read a Jews and say, ah, you know what? There's no time during the month of Ramadan, but I can spend five or six hours on Facebook. I can spend 10 hours on Instagram. Time goes. But once you spend time in the way of Allah, once you read the book of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He puts barakah in your time. Sufyan al-Thawri, one of the great scholars of Islam, he mentions and he says, or it is reported that when Ramadan started, Sufyan al-Thawri, he would leave all acts of worship. Obviously this, does not mean he would not make salah, he would not do his fara'id. No, he does his fara'id, but anything extra, he would leave that off and he would focus on the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sa'eed ibn Jubair used to finish the whole recitation of the Qur'an in two nights. So he would take two nights and he would finish the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again. You might think, mashallah, these were the super pious, and yes they were. These were the cream of the crop, yes they were. But my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, again, I narrate you a story. We asked one of our teachers about this narration. Of that we would find that the Salafus Salih, they would recite a Quran in one night, in two nights. And we said, Sheikh, that this seems a bit far-fetched. And allah Ta'ala, Shaykh Ali At-Tawajiri, teaching us Tafsir, he says that he was with one of the Mashayikh. And the Shaykh, Alhamdulillah, Shaykh Ali was quite young at that time. And they had this exact discussion with the Noble Shaykh. That, how is it possible that you finish the Qur'an in one night or in two nights? And the Sheikh said to them, whoever was in this gathering, meet me tonight after Isha. And Sheikh Ali was with him. And they met after Isha, this was during the month of Ramadan, and the Sheikh started. After Isha, Surah Al-Fatiha. And the Sheikh completed a whole khatam before Fajr. The reason why I'm mentioning this is that it can be done. Never think it's too far-fetched. This wasn't speaking about five, six hundred years ago. Speaking about 15, 16 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. This is what happened. And we still hear some stories of certain ulama in today's time finish a Quran in, home in one night. So our relationship with the book of Allah will depend or our recitation of one will depend What is our relationship and how much time we give to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Malik ibn Anas, one of the great imams of this ummah, famously known as one of the four imams, he used to leave off the circles of knowledge that he would teach during the month of Ramadan. So he would stop the circle of knowledge during the month of Ramadan and instead he would increase in the recitation of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Zuhri. Imam al-Zuhri. Shihabuddin zuhri He would say that when Ramadan started, indeed this is the month of the recitation of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the month of feeding the poor. Again, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, so just five examples. If you read the books of Seer, you read the books of the Tarajim of the Ulama, then you will find that these amazing stories with the relationship between our pious predecessors and the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we speak about change. We speak about that My life needs to change. And this brings me to the third point. And this is the Qur'an and myself. What is the relationship between me? What is the relationship between myself? And what is my connection, what is my relationship with the book of Allah Azzawajal? Many people, they say and they explain that the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, these words, the Qur'an, does not affect me. The words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not make change in my life. Why is this? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions in a lengthy hadith, and at the end of this hadith, the Prophet peace be upon him he says, Allah wa inna fil jassadi mudra, either solaha jassadu kulu wa eda fasadat fasad al jassadu Kulluhu, ala wa hiya The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he says, That lo and behold, yani beware, take note, that indeed in the body. وإن في الجسد that indeed in the body there is a piece of flesh إذا الجسد and if the body becomes good if the body becomes reformed right or if this thing becomes reformed the whole body becomes good وَإِذَا فَسَدَتْ فَسَدَ الْجَسَدُ كُلُّهُ And if this piece of flesh becomes spoiled, if this piece of flesh has a bit of a problem, then the whole body will get spoiled and the whole body will not be good. And then Muhammad peace be upon him, was Sadiqul Was the one that spoke the truth. He was that being that did not speak out of his own accord. Wama illa wahyun As Allah says in Surah Al-Najm, that He did not speak out of His own accord, but we inspired Him and He, Muhammad sallam He spoke. And He ends this hadith and He says, Allah wahiya qalb. He says that, Lo and behold, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, that indeed this piece of flesh is the heart. So if the heart is not pure, If my heart is hard, and my heart cannot get the Qur'an in, then we need to soften it. And how does one soften it? By reciting the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more and more. By understanding what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. By implementing the rules of the Qur'an. By implementing the rules of the Sunnah. This in itself is going to soften the heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He speaks about the book, about the Qur'an, and He says, لَوْ أَنزَلْنَا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ عَلَىٰ جَبَلٍ لَرَأَيْتَهُ خَاشِعًا مُتَصَدِّعًا مِّن خَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ وَتِلْكَ الْأَمْثَالُ نَضْرِبُهَا لِلنَّاسِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ That had we sent this Qur'an, subhanallah, this is a book, had we sent it on a mountain, on a creation of Allah, it does not have a heart. But had we sent this book on a mountain, had we revealed the Quran on the mountain, you would have surely seen La wu min that it would have humbled itself it would have rendered asunder by the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about that God consciousness. What about my heart? Why is it that we as an ummah, we'll see a bit later, that we are going through the trials and tribulations that we are going through? Turn back to the book of Allah. Turn back to the prophetic sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Follow the way of the pious predecessors. Love your deed like how this ummah live their deen in the past and we will see success in this life and the year after. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ends of this verse and He says, وَتِلْكَ الْأَمْثَالُ لِلنَّاسِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ Such are the parables, such are the examples which we bring forth, which we put forward to mankind so that they may reflect. Reflect on the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ponder on the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and look at the verses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains them in. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, how many of us, how many of us as the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have deserted the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have deserted the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as we find the verse in suratul furqan wa qala ar rasul rabbi and the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said in qawmi ittakhadhu hadha al qur'ana mahjura that, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O oh my Lord, that indeed and verily my people, they have deserted this Qur'an. They have taken this Qur'an as a muck. They have taken this Qur'an as just a book of recitation. They have taken this Qur'an that it stays on the shelf and it gets dusted off only every Ramadan. They have taken this book mahjuran, They have neither listened to this book. They have neither acted on its laws. They have neither followed the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned something beautiful. And he said, that the latter of this ummah, the latter generations, they will never be successful. They will never be corrected. Their affairs will never change until they go back to that which changed the affairs of the previous nations. And the previous ummah or the previous people of this ummah is referring to the first three generations of this ummah. The pious predecessors, the Salafus Salih. You want to see change. Read the lies of Abu Bakr. Read the lies of Umar. Read the lies of Talha. Then look at the life of Imam Ahmad, look at the life of Imam Ashafi. look at the life of Imam Al-Bukhari, and then you will see how their lives changed through the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through the dedication to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what is needed, that we return back to the teachings of the Qur'an and the Sunnah ala fahmi salaf upon the understanding of the pious predecessors. And we do not interpret the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to my own understanding, to my whims and fancies. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, a question that always comes up or a question that is supposed to be asked by each and every one of us. What is the Quran supposed to do to me? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Inna mal mu'minuna, aladina iza dukirallahu wajilat, kulubuhum, wa iza tuliat, alayhim ayatuhu zadathum imana, wa ala rabbihim yatawakkalun that the believers, they are those, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned, they feel a fear in their hearts. And when His verses, yani the Qur'an, is recited unto them, then what happens? It increases their iman, and they put their trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what's supposed to happen when I hear the book of Allah. When I recite the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my iman is supposed to increase. I'm supposed to feel, you know, that shiver that goes through your body when you hear, for example, Shaykh Abdul Basit, Abdul Samad, or Shaykh Minshawi, or Sudais, or Budair, or whoever they might be, but a famous reciter that you love, and they read your favorite piece in the Qur'an, then what happens to you? Something goes down your spine. A shiver goes through your body because now you feel and you understand and you love the book of Allah. Now imagine if you understand what Allah is saying. Imagine you know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you. O oh Muhammad, O oh Aisha, O oh Fatima, O oh Imran, and you know this. What is going to happen? Ya Abdullah, ya amatullah O oh slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he says inna allaha yarufa'u bihada alkitab aqwama wa yadar bihi akhari Or, the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he said that know that this book of Allah or by this book of Allah indeed through the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Qur'an that this book it is through the book of Allah that people were raised that nations were raised and it is also through the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that others were degraded. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam I mentioned this previously. But everyone talks about success. Everyone talks about that this Ummah is going through difficulty. Return back to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Practice and follow the teachings of Islam. Like how Muhammad, peace be upon him, taught us. Leave alone innovations. Stay away from bid'ah. Stay away from shirk follow the ways of the pious predecessors. And indeed this book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will lift us. Indeed this book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will lift us as an ummah and we won't be disgraced through this book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, one of the great scholars of this ummah a great Zahid, a great worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His name is Fudayl ibn Iyad. And Fudayl ibn Iyad was, before he became pious, he was known as a highway robber. He was known as someone In our terms, maybe we can use and we can say like a gangster. Or someone that was involved in unscrupulous activities. And Fudel ibn Riyad, he was interested or he really liked a particular female. And it so happened that this female was his neighbor. And one day Fudayl, and obviously we know in those years, houses and property itself wasn't like, you know, a huge wall, etc. So maybe you can't see what's happening next door, you can't hear, yeah, etc. But Fudayl heard this lady recite the book of Allah Surah al Hadid. And she came or she was reciting the verse, أَلَمْ يَأْنِي لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْ تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِينَ Has the time not come? أَلَمْ يَأْنِي لِلَّذِينَ Has the time not come? That our hearts are moved by the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Qur'an. Has the time not come? And this is a question that we should all be asking ourselves. We should all be asking ourselves that has the time not come? Has the time not come during this month of Ramadan? 1441, 2020. And yes, this is a Ramadan that will n- never be forget forgotten. Because why? We all know what's happening around us. The masajid are closed. It's a very different Ramadan. But the flip side of the coin is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us as an ummah the opportunity to have more free time. And how are we going to spend that free time? With the remainder of this Ramadan. Increase your love with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Abdallah, Ya Amatullah. Make the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your everything. Make the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that your life revolves around the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will see success in this world. You will seek success in the next. This is a book that will help you in your grave as well. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Qur'an, that it be an intercessor for us and not against us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are reaching the last 10 days of Ramadan and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, qama laylatul ليلة القدر إيمانا واحتسابا غفر له ما تقدم من ذنبه, that whomsoever seeks the night of power Imanan, out of sincere faith, wahtisaban, seeking the reward of Allah Azza wa Jal, khufira lahuma taqadama min dhambih. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he also said, man qama ramadana imanan, wahtisaban, khufira lahuma taqadama min dhambih. That the beginning of the hadith is a bit different, the end is the same. That whomsoever, that whomsoever stands during the nights of Ramadan, out of sincere faith, seeking the reward of Allah, غفر الله تقدم من ذنبي that his sins will be forgiven. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi also said, "من صام رمضان that those who in the month of Ramadan, إيمانا واحتسابا غفر الله وما تقدم من ذنبي seeking the reward of Allah subhanahu wa taala doing it only for His sake. What will happen? غفر الله وما تقدم من ذنبي that his previous sins will be forgiven. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, I end off and. I reiterate, success of this Ummah will only be there once we return back to the Book of Allah Azza wa and to the Sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam through the prophetic teachings, through the understanding of the pious predecessors. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdik ashadu wa la ilaha illa astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.